yesterday. Welcome to the NBA panel. Today I'm joined by the WDSU sports anchor, Fletcher Mackle. Fletcher, what's going on? Not a lot. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. So how's things going on in New Orleans for you? You know, yeah, the weather was good for Mardi Gras. It's a little chilly today. But, uh, but yeah, the last few weeks have been good. March and April, March, April, October, November are probably the, the best weather months for New Orleans, usually okay. uh, pretty perfect conditions. Okay. I want to make it down there because of, uh, because of games. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah, please come. Come on. We, we need all – tourism is the lifeblood down here. We need all the, the visitors we can get. <laughs> so, um, so how are things going over on WDSU for you? Good, good. I've been there uh, almost almost twenty years, so uh, so pretty good. Love love my job. Love working there. Love being in New Orleans. So uh, yeah, all is well. And it shows you were named um, Associated Press Louisiana Sports Class of the Year for three years. That's great, doing great work over there. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I think being born and raised here, you know, growing up with the Saints and LSU, and then I started working here at WDSU right when the the Hornets, now Pelicans, relocated here. So having a right. NFL, NBA, I mean, LSU's played for four national championships since I've been here in football, you know, two more in baseball. So uh, they went to the Final Four. Um, again, Saints winning the Super Bowl, some some Pelicans playoffs sprinkled in there. So it's, it's been a pretty good couple of decades. Yeah, the Pelicans, I mean, they um they have some great players in this. I mean, that they have CP3. I mean, now they have Zion. He hasn't been still on the floor. But they have a good record of um, having good players. Yeah, unfortunately, those those good players have, have parted ways. You know, going right. Back to, you know, Baron Davis first, then Chris Paul, then Anthony yes. Davis. Um, yes. You know, they, they all kind of scratched the surface. I mean, look, we, you know these guys are great. I mean, we knew Chris Paul was great. We knew Anthony Davis was great. Right. But, you know, the team just couldn't build sustained winning around them, and, and they eventually left. Zion's situation is a little bit different. Um, so we'll see how that unfolds over the next few months or potentially the next year. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been nice having, you know, the 56 wins that Chris Paul helped lead this franchise to in, in 08 is still, you know, the 07-08 season. Byron Scott was coach of the year. Chris Paul was runner-up for the MVP. Right. Was second in the West. I mean, that, that was a fantastic team with, with Tyson Chandler, Peja Stoyakovich, uh, Mo Peet, um David West was an all-star. He's still, I think, you know, the all-time, he's still my favorite player in New Orleans NBA history. And so, uh, so yes, yeah, so that was a, a good group. Yeah, Zion, he's a universal talent. I mean, we all know what he, he – we've seen glimpses of what he can do when he's healthy. He just hasn't get his body straight to stay healthy. I mean, the Pelicans, they, they could definitely can build around him. It's just a matter of time and seeing how things play out. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just can he stay healthy? Can he get healthy? Um, you know, hasn't played in the game this season. Is right. now back in New Orleans after spending time away in Portland. Uh, away from the team rehabbing, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he's if he's in shape and if his foot is healing and he gets back to, you know, being that all-star caliber player that we saw last year. Um, and one word, if you could sum up the Pelicans, sum up the Pelicans season, what would it be? Resilient right now. I, I would have said 
I would have said disappointing, you know, about a month ago. But look, right. Willie Green, it took it took them a while to find the right coach, but they seem like they've got the right coach in Willie Green. Getting C.J. McCollum was yeah. an amazing move for yeah. them. And look, they've won four or five, and the only loss was a great game in overtime Sunday night against Denver, where they right. played well. So I, I would say no Zion starting one in 12, and yet right. the fact that, look, they have a chance to finish 500 and get into the play-in and potentially the playoffs. So I would say that that shows some resiliency on their part. Yeah, definitely. It looks like they're about to lock up the 10th seed in the West. I mean, the West is a beast right now. And they, like you said, they're making moves out of the last 10. I mean, if you get in the playoffs, anything is possible. It's about matchups. You know, the way the Lakers and the Clippers are playing, they, they match, up pretty, match up pretty good. They can upset the Lakers the way the Lakers are playing. Yeah, look, if they have to get in and play, if the, if the Pelicans are, are a 10 or a 9 or a 10 and they end up playing the Lakers or the Clippers, right. I, I, I certainly think that, you know, that, that those are winnable games with the way the Pelicans are right now. I mean, look, if the Lakers get Anthony Davis back, they still have LeBron, uh, they could still beat anybody in a one-game winner-take-all type deal. Um, right. But with C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones on defense and Jonas in the paint, if they got Zion back, even if they didn't get Zion back, they could be a problem. I don't know. Look, let's just say they, they win the play-in games and they get the eighth seed. I, I don't right. think they're winning a series against the Phoenix Suns. But, right. just to, again, just to get into the playoffs after where they were, I mean, when you talk about less than a month into the season, 13 yeah. games in, they're 1-12. I mean, most people thought the season was over before Thanksgiving. So the fact that they're playing meaningful games now in March and into April is, is going to be, you know, uh, again, a, a testament to Willie Green, you know, keeping it together and in, in, in making sure that the season didn't get away from them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, C.J. McCollum, you know, he's good for at least two wins alone. When in the game, he can go off for like 30, 40 points in a given moment. That's how good he is. Now that we're at position for the team. Yeah, I mean, look, he's again. I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. He's. Uh, it's one of those things. I I said this when he when he was traded for that. I think he can do for this franchise what Chris Paul did for Phoenix. Phoenix hadn't been to the playoffs in a decade. You knew right. they had. Uh, we knew Monty, especially here in New Orleans, was a good coach, um, and you knew they had good young players with Aiton and Booker and and, and the other players you know, that they had added in the draft. Um, And then they get a difference maker like Chris Paul, and he kind of galvanized everything for them. I think the Pelicans have some nice young players and and guys that you know are good, and CJ can kind of maybe be that galvanizing force for them to maybe get into the play and play, get into the play indefinitely, maybe the playoffs this year. But next year, I think you can look at this team and say, this could be a team that can make some noise. Definitely. Um, what's the vibe around the city around the team? Um, I think, so I always say this. Here in the Deep South, our fans are fluent in, in a sports language called hut-hut. So right. New Orleans is, <laughs> is, is, is a big football place. And the Saints right. are king of kings. I mean, LSU football is huge. I mean, look, in the Deep South, football is everything. And right. so, um, which, is, which is great. You know, the football culture is off the charts. Basketball, look, I always say we've seen what this fan base is capable of. I go back to 2018 when the Pelicans played the Blazers in that playoff series. Those playoff games in the Smoothie King Center 
That place was rocking. I, I would say it was as good as any atmosphere in the NBA. They roll out Manny Fresh and Juvenile at halftime to play. I mean, the Pelicans sweep the Blazers. It was unbelievable. The problem is they've never had any sustained winning here. They haven't had what Portland had with, with Dame Lillard and CJ, you know, eight years of playoffs. What right. Memphis had with grit and grind, when Memphis had Gasol and Randolph and Connolly, they went to the playoffs like seven straight years. New Orleans has never had that. It's always been, oh, they get in, then they go three years without the playoffs. Then the star leaves. Then they get in again. Then they go, you know, I mean, the last time they went to the playoffs was 2018. And everybody was talking about, wow, this, this could really be the start of something good. And then, and then it all goes sideways. So the problem is, is they've never had sustained winning here, um, which is his prevented the fan base from really going all in like they do for the Saints, who have right. had a lot of sustained winning since Sean Payton and Drew Brees arrived in, in 2006. They're now gone, but nonetheless, right. the team is on solid footing. So I think the fans care, but unfortunately the lack of sustained winning and stars leaving has prevented right. the fan base from really being crazy engaged. Right. They have a great core, especially with Brandon Ingram over there. He's playing above his career averages right now, and he's, he's been clutch the season. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, to me, is one of those, like, fringe all-star type players that I can make an argument for him every year is right. being an all-star. Um, but, you know, I understand there's a lot of good players in the league. He, he reminds me a lot of, like, a Drew Holiday or a C.J. McCollum, that you look at these guys' numbers and you say, wow, these guys are all – they're all-star caliber players, even right. if they're not all-stars every single year. So, yeah, I mean, look, two years ago, Brandon Ingram made the all-star team, and he was the most improved player in the league. Last year, his numbers were almost identical, and he didn't make the all-star team. This year, his numbers are better, and he didn't make the all-star team. So I would say he is an all-star caliber player – even if he doesn't land on the all-star team every single year. Right. Because these other players on the team also make a collective group. I mean, you have Jackson Hayes, Willie Herman Gomez, I'm sorry. I mean, you have a lot of young talent on the team that can develop over the years. Yeah, I mean, look, it's taken them since the Anthony Davis deal in 2019. It took them a few tries to get the right coach, but they got the right coach. It took them a few tries to get the right players, but Herb Jones is, is, is looking like a lockdown defender going forward. I mean, he's got to be one of the, the – I think he's going to easily make the all-rookie team. I could even see him sneaking on to, like, second-team all-defense. He's been that good. Um, you know, Jonas Valanciunas is still young at, like, 28 years old. He's still got good years left. So, um, so yeah, I, I definitely think if things break right for this team, you could see them making – you know, finishing as a, a top four or five team next year in the Western Conference if things break right from a health perspective for them. Definitely. Um, in your perspective, how does how is the team reacting to the head coach? Because, you know, oh, I, think, everything. I, think love, I think, yeah, I think they love Willie Green. I think that, look, when, when David Griffin and Trajan Langdon got here and took over this organization, they kept Alvin Gentry. And I, I don't, and I love Alvin Gentry. I have a great relationship with Alvin Gentry, but I don't know if that was the right move. I think ownership felt committed to Alvin because of everything he had to deal with, with the Anthony Davis fallout and the saga and the dysfunction there. But I think they probably should have let Griffin Trajan just kind of, I hate to use the term clean house, but clean house and start over. So they kept Gentry. It wasn't the right fit. 
They move on from him. Then they made a massive mistake by bringing on Stan Van Gundy, and, and it just was a poor fit from day one. And, and then on take three, I think Willie Green is the guy. The team has responded to him. Look, he's a former player who spent 12 years in the NBA. He was a coach with Golden State and the Phoenix Suns. He's got a lot of credibility. Um, he relates to the players well. They relate to him. He's still only 40 years old, so he's right. not that far removed from his playing days. But I think that's the best thing they've done since, since they took over was hiring Willie Green as head coach because he certainly seems like the right guy to lead this team. Definitely. I think also I think the reason Brandon Ingram didn't get selected to the All-Star team is because how deep the West is, and they take winning into consideration. I think if Brandon Ingram was on, I can't even see the Lakers right now, say he was on a different team with a different record or the Pelicans had a winning record, he would have more consideration to be an All-Star this year. I think you're right, and I think that look at the when, when they're picking the all-star teams, the Pelicans were in a real free fall. Then that was you know when they were really struggling um, right. in, in, in in a bad spot. So I think you're right because look, there's empty calorie stats, and you know somebody. This is basketball. You know this isn't football where teams get shut out or baseball where teams get shut out. Somebody right. has to score in the NBA even on bad teams, and I think that with how deep the West is from a talent perspective, and yes. you look at all. And you look at all the wing players, you know, in, in, the, in the Western Conference that are pretty elite. And so, yeah, I think that you look at guys and you say, okay, these guys are, are, are impacting winning in a different way than right. Brandon Ingram is. And, and that's one of the reasons why I think he was, uh, he was passed over for being an all-star. Definitely. And also the addition of C.J. McClellan's going to help bring more free agents to New Orleans because a lot of people want to go to small markets. I mean, you have big names there, but – Everyone's about winning and having him, a player that people know that wants to win and give us all, is going to be a good acquisition in bringing in um, free agents. Yeah, I hope. I mean, look, I always think that the NBA, the smaller market teams, the, the New Orleans, the Memphis, the Utahs, the, the, the Charlotte, Denver Nuggets, like <laughs> San Antonio's. Uh, look, they've never been, you know, the league has created the star markets and star teams for better or worse. I don't love it, but I understand, you know, star players saved the NBA in the 80s and made it what it is with right. the Birds and the Magics and the Jordans and, and the Kobe's and the LeBron's, which I understand that what their impact is. But, you know, every, every guy is not a star player, but everybody, a lot of players think they're star players. Um, so because of that, you know, some of these markets have never truly been great free agent destinations, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I certainly think having someone like C.J. McCollum, you, you can bring in – Free, if, if there's a, a tier two free agent that may be considering another city in, in all offers being considered, having CJ here, I certainly think helps, you know, as a selling point for New Orleans. Definitely. Yeah, this season has been, has been like a roller coaster with, the, with COVID coming back up and the COVID protocols. Um, what's your take on the, the um, NBA's overall handling of the COVID situation? I think it's been fine. I mean, I, I think that the NFL and the NBA did the right things, that they had to play through it when, when you know, when the, uh, when the Omicron variant popped up. You know, the Saints, going back to, I cover the Saints here, the Saints had to play a game without 20 players, a Monday night nationally televised game. They had to play a quarterback off the practice squad and Ian Book, wow. a rookie, they had two offensive linemen that showed up the morning of the game on Monday right. and people were saying, 
you know, like postpone or cancel games, and they didn't do it. And the NBA didn't do, didn't do it either. I mean, it, some people were saying, oh, the leagues have to go on hiatus or pause. But I, I think they did the right thing. I think it was a hard decision. But right. I think weathering the storm and, and pushing through was the smart thing. Yeah, minus 20 players for the NFL, that's a, that's, that's a big deal. Because we all know overall the NFL is a bigger team sport than the NBA because there's different players and different sections of the team. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and, and and look, I know other NBA teams, the Pelicans haven't really dealt with, which is which is crazy to me. It just shows, you know, how all over the place this this pandemic and virus is. Right. You know, the, the the Pelicans never dealt with a massive COVID outbreak like some of these other teams did, where it, they were really struggling to to get eight healthy players to play back when Omicron was spiking around the first of the year in January. Uh, the Saints. They share a campus. You know, they have the basketball complex on one side, the football complex on the other side, because the two franchises are owned by the same woman, Gail Benson. And yet when the Saints were having their crazy outbreak, the Pelicans were fine. They, they were one of only like three teams in the NBA that didn't have any positive tests. And so I, I think it shows how, you know, the virus affects different, different people in different ways, different, you know, businesses in different ways. Because when the Saints were at the height of what they were dealing with, their, right. the Pelicans were scot-free and had no issues whatsoever. So, but I do think the leagues have done the best they can. You know, the NFL last year didn't lose any games. This year didn't lose any games. Didn't really have to make any massive changes. The NBA dealt with a, a couple of bumps back in January, but it, that's smooth sailing now and haven't had to really deal with any massive issues. I mean, look, the Pelicans, it, it stunk for them. They had a game postponed in Philly because Philadelphia, the 76ers, were dealing with a massive outbreak back around right. the first of the year, and, right. and they had to reschedule that game, and it ended up being a tough back-to-back where they played at home, had to go to Philly, and then come right back. It was a crazy schedule for the Pelicans, but again, I think the NBA did the right thing by forging ahead. Definitely. Um, for you personally, what do you like most about being a sports anchor? I know for me, I love covering the NBA. I love being a host. You're like, it's a natural fit. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, you know, I grew up, it, my brother, I have a twin brother. We grew up playing sports and played baseball in high school and college. Um, so I've always loved sports and getting to, to cover professional teams in, in, in high-profile sporting events because we have a lot of those in New Orleans. I mean, we've got the Final Four coming up in less than a month. Yeah. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's great. I mean, it's, 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 sometimes I don't think people realize the work because they think, oh, you just go to games. And it's like, well, I do more than just go to games. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. But, <laughs> right, I mean, it's like, you know, there's a lot more work. You, people can marginalize anything anyone does. But right. I, I do enjoy it, um, you know, and in, in, in still think it's a, it's a great career. And, yeah, and I, I, I love all the aspects of it. You know, about the season, McCullough, real quick, I love this acquisition because when, the, when, the, when they do get into the playoffs, He's going to bring them on that edge they may lead in close games, which will help them upset somebody. So we all know yeah, he's... I agree. Like, look, he's, he's a guy who's been there, done that. He's played yeah. two Western Conference finals. He's, look, those, those Portland teams, I want to say it's either seven or eight years they went to the playoffs. And so he's a guy who, while the Blazers never could break through and get to the finals, right. uh, look, they, they were there every year, and they, there were a lot of years they were a top four or five seed in the West. So if this team, be it this year or next year, gets there, 
you've got a guy with like institutional knowledge of the playoffs, so to say, that can be a calming factor for a lot of these guys. Definitely. Fletcher, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for yep, joining us. No. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Definitely. We'll spend out in the future. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, thanks. Uh, yes, that was WDSU sports anchor, Fletcher Mackle. Thanks for joining me.